you're you sound like you're talking through a tin can that's being uh connected to the internet in 1995 is this better i just moved closer it's a little bit better how about now yes people of earth attention it's indestructible it's indescribable the first satellite creature to impregnate man with its chromosomes we can now proceed with the next part of our plan i am not mad no no Join your host, Keith and Christian, on a journey to discover lost treasures of cinema. Now, strap in and get ready to slot and roll. So, you ready to get this ball rolling? Why don't you kick it off whenever you're ready? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. This is Santa, hijacking the transmission from the North Pole to spread some Christmas cheer to all the good little boys and girls in podcast land. Heaven knows we could all use it. Well, almost everyone. Christian and Keith have been naughty. Very naughty. They watched Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, a movie containing not only gratuitous murder and nudity, but flashbacks inside of other flashbacks. That makes Santa mad. And when Santa gets mad, he has to take out the garbage. I think what Santa doesn't realize is that I'm naughty every year, so it doesn't matter what movie I watch. When, and when aren't we watching movies with gratuitous nudity? When our moms are in the room? Oh, no. <laughs> I, that doesn't stop me, trust me. So here we are again. Merry Christmas, Keith. Are your stockies hung by the chimney with care? Yes, but uh, again, since I've been naughty, they're filled with coal. Oh, sweet. Have you ever gotten coal in your stocking? Have you ever legitimately gotten coal in your stocking? Not just coal, but yes. You did get coal. Like joke coal. Oh, yeah. My sisters claim that I got coal once, but I really don't remember it. I feel like if I got coal in my stocking, I would be a lot more traumatized than I would have remembered it. And that stocking would be a lot dirtier. Yeah, that's you true. You know what, though? In, you know, olden times, putting coal in a stocking seems like it would be a very practical gift. Well, yeah, especially because that's how you would heat your house. Yeah. It's like, so you know, think about think about Santa Bible just it. wants you to survive. Right. Right, he just wants you to stay warm for the winter. That's all. Any, uh, I didn't get any money in my stocking though, so I guess I have to uh, resort yes. resort to prostitution again for another Santa year. Santa ain't the bank. <laughs> well, yeah, I, that's I don't know about that. I mean, wasn't that Saint Nicholas's thing? Wasn't, He's not up there with a mint, young. Wouldn't that be awesome? Hundreds. I could I could use that actually that'd be yeah, that'd be nice absolutely. pay for all those gifts that I bought for him Santa you know like that doesn't make sense how come I have on to buy his gifts? behalf right on his Santa behalf. Santa is also uh, you know he doesn't even make minimum wage so that's true that's true but he does have a very rosy nose so you know he's dipping into the uh, the old eggnog so today we are we this is our first Christmas episode. And possibly, if we do it right, the last. 
Well, we'll see about that. But uh, it was actually my idea to talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night, and it was Keith's idea to talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Because from what I had heard, you don't really need to see the first one to see this one. It basically covers the entirety of the first film, which, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's 100% rehash. An 88-minute runtime. 30 minutes of that is flashbacks from the first movie. That's pretty insane. The The filmmakers were challenged to basically just recut the first movie into an entirely new movie. Mm-hmm. and they That's why really... so much of the new stuff is one set. Right. Right. And they... And, like, just poorly made. So then they just went... In the aftermath of its predecessor, Silent Night, Deadly Night, this sequel unfolds the murderous tale of evil Santa Claus's younger brother. Through flashbacks from the first film, we revisit the events that transformed Billy and Ricky into Yuletide killers. One fateful night, a man in a Santa costume, stranded with a flat tire, ruthlessly murders and assaults their parents witnessed by older brother billy years later the brothers endure an unsettling upbringing in a nursing home governed by the oppressive nun mother superior her cruel punishments warp their young minds leading them to a twisted path of killing those they deem naughty in the first movie billy embarks on a santa clad murder spree seeking retribution against mother superior for her transgressions Ricky carries on Billy's legacy, killing anyone who crosses him, including his first and only girlfriend. Ultimately, he exacts revenge on Mother Superior for her mistreatment of them, escaping custody in the end to continue punishing the naughty boys and girls. The nightmare began with Silent Night, Deadly Night. Need a ride, Santa Claus? Oh, no, not exactly. But it isn't over yet. In fact, the ultimate nightmare is about to begin all over again. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. Hey, you little bastard! All Ricky ever wanted was a little kindness. Very, very naughty. And all he ever got was pain. And this time, Carpet Day! He's going to get it. (laughs) Step by step, weapon by weapon. (laughs) Victim by victim. Terror's coming home, and he's all grown up. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. I've got a present for you! Terrifying suspense shocker you've been waiting for. Last time it thrilled you. This time... Bingo! It'll kill you. Silent Night Releasing Corporation presents... Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. So, the second brother, 
His wasn't right. really his killing wasn't really Christmas themed. Right. One. He he only really put the costume on once. Yeah. And he didn't even put the beard on it. And see, that's what was enjoyable about the first one was that it was Billy was dressed as Santa Claus. I mean, he had the beard tucked under his chin for the most part, but he was still Santa. And he just went on this like murder spree. You're being naughty right on Santa's lap. I don't bring toys to naughty children. I punish them severely. That's right. Yeah, he had it, like a twisted sense of right and wrong was. His brother just kind of like, oh, I don't like you, I'll kill you. No, not so much. It was like his brother was kind of portrayed, Ricky was more portrayed to be like, a, he was killing people who were legitimately doing wrong. Like the, the there was the one girl who was almost raped by her boyfriend and he ran him over with a car. Red car. Good point. And so, but eventually it just got to a point where he was just on a murder spree. Yeah. The movie is set mostly through flashbacks, as we talked about. Let me just say, this is probably some of the most stellar acting I've ever seen <laughs> in any this, movie. This this man has the gravitas of, at least in Doc, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Doc. Yeah. My name is Dr. Bloom. You can call me Henry. Or if you would feel more comfortable, you can just call me Doc. Fuck off, Doc. Ricky was played by a guy named Eric Freeman. And in, I was watching some other reviews of this movie on, online. And somebody pointed out that Eric Freeman has what they were dubbing the eyebrow raising technique. And he raised or wiggled his eyebrows 130 times in the movie. That's how you know he's acting. Exactly. And... There's plenty of clips online of this guy's delivery, and it's just so over the top. But it wasn't his fault. It couldn't be. Then whose fault was it? It was that bitch superior. She made him do it. Was Billy being naughty? No. They were naughty. I mean, of course, that's what makes a movie like this so great is the laughing at the way these non-actors Can we talk about the the one line in particular that has become internet famous? Yes, of course. With the greatest delivery ever, guy's taking out his trash and he decides just to kill him. So he shoots him and he's like, Garbage day! That's the point in the movie where he just kind of gives up killing with a purpose and just starts killing. And he's like, that scene in particular is like a meme it's like i think it became a meme in recent years and he's just it's just so bizarre he's just walking around like looking at his gun laughing at it maniacally then shoots a person then like walks a little bit further laughs at his gun again and then kills another person it's like okay we get that you have well, a little hey, bit of a screw has had, had days like that well that's true i mean especially if you have to take the garbage out I gotta tell you, I find maybe because I grew up Catholic and I was, I had a lot of nuns in my past, but I genuinely How many? None your business! (laughs) (laughs) I I genuinely find any sort of like crimes against or like torture of nuns to be a little bit unnerving. Now granted, like this nun in particular was kind of evil, but 
I just kept kind of feeling sorry for her. And well, given that when he catches up with her, she's wheelchair bound. Yeah. Also, what did did something happen to her in the first movie that caused her to have that? I I had wondered that because they said she had a stroke. Okay, explains the wheelchair, but her face is all scarred up. Yeah, it looked like she was had a burn, like she was burned, and I was like, I don't remember there being like. I don't remember and that from the first movie. They basically showed us the entire movie, so... Yeah, and we didn't see any of that. Honestly, I, I if you have a chance to go back and watch the first one, I do think it's a better movie. I think that it has it's more... It's certainly like, more on theme. Right, it's definitely more of a Christmas movie. This one just being like a rehash was, was kind of like... Just kind of laughable, but it... it yeah, where am I going with this? I don't know. Where are you going with this? I mean, that's the thing. This movie just kind of, it, it's... There's really it, not a lot to say about it. Exactly. And I was looking for, like, trivia, and there's no there's trivia. There's not much out there's, there. There's really not much out there. This is all I wrote down. The, the, the eyebrow-raising technique, he starts killing in defense of others, and Mother Superior's house number was 666. Yeah, I did catch that. Nobody from the movie was in anything else. Nothing. No, no like the, the director one... didn't really work on anything else. Interestingly, when um, they were looking to, to do a commentary for a DVD version of this, the producers of the DVD couldn't find Eric Freeman anywhere. They couldn't find him. He's still out there. Well, Kidding. eventually when Shout Factory put it out, they did find him and he was able to do a, a commentary. But this movie is the second of five sequels. I know. Okay, and, it, it had a budget of $250,000, lost 100000 of that, and yet somehow got three sequels. Right. And there's been several remakes. I... 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 I no. Now, not just not just five movies, but also a short Silent Night, Deadly Night 6 is a short film that Eric Freeman starred in. This is Christian breaking in. I just wanted to make a note that uh, sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about. And Eric Freeman actually appeared in the short film Ricky Today, the Caldwell interview. The reason for the distinction is Silent Night, Deadly Night 6. Well, it's not great. But the aforementioned Caldwell interview short film is actually pretty good. And uh, I think that they had a little fun with it and it gave Eric an opportunity to do some acting and reflect on his involvement with uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. So, yeah, just wanted to give credit where credit's due. It's baffling and I'm fascinated and I'm in for the entire ride. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to watch the other sequels. Uh, apparently, apparently the, in the next one, uh, an older Ricky is played by Bill Mosley. Okay. Went on to do a lot of stuff. I actually saw him at a convention the other day. I was like standing six feet away from him, and I'm like, holy crap, that's Bill Mosley. He's been like, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, you were awesome in Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. I, I, I always want to see the, the remake of the first one because Donald Logue is in it, and I always kind of liked him. Because he looks like he could be your uncle. Right, exactly. But then again, like, he's an older guy playing that part, so it made more sense for Billy to be younger. Mm -hmm. But everything, like, even the, like, Santa, like, it's no wonder these boys turned out to be so warped, because, first of all, Santa killing your parents, pretty messed up. And, like, it's going to... It's going to ruin anybody, anybody's Christmas from that point on. But then also, for some reason, when Billy 
ages out of the orphanage, he gets a mother superior gets him a job playing Santa, which was brilliant. Yeah, it turned out to be a great choice on her part. Yeah. And what what about the fact that they seemingly had super strength? Yes, of course. Like, he picked that guy up like, right yeah. before he lunged an umbrella through his stomach. The best like, kill in the movie. It, absolutely. I mean, it's so... Because it, it, it takes the umbrella on the other side. <laughs> and then pulls it back out. I, I personally have a little bit of fondness for the death we didn't see happen, which was the, where he strangles the therapist with the tape yes. recorder. Because it's like, no way would that not just tear every time. (laughs) (laughs) And like, why didn't we see that one? Like, why did they have to add a little bit of mystery? Like we've seen all these other brutal deaths, but the one most important one in the movie, the the one present day one we, we miss. Do you have much familiarity with any other Christmas horror movies? Um, there was one I um, watched recently, and the name of it is Slipping My Mind. It was like a very similar in tone, and there was a Santa, like animatronic Santa killing people. Maybe we should have talked about that movie. I I loved the one that came out last year with David Harbour. I haven't had a chance to see that yet. Oh, you should definitely watch that one. Make that. I still haven't seen Krampus, oddly enough. I want to watch that one. It's called Christmas Bloody Christmas. Oh, interesting. It's like if Terminator was a Christmas movie, basically. Unfortunately, we're like 20 minutes in, and I have absolutely no idea what else to talk about. We're about one flashback in. (laughs) There's not a lot of meat on this bone. No, no, not at all. And and the movie still grossed $154,000. Yes, but you have to bear in mind, it lost 100000 <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not a flop. Mm-hmm. It didn't lose money. I mean, it didn't make its money back, but... It lost money. It cost $250,000. Oh, yeah, okay. I guess I don't know how to do math, but... No. Uh, the movie... Both this movie and the last movie were so heavily protested, mostly because of the marketing. And apparently, uh, apparently the first movies, the biggest protest from the first movie happened in Milwaukee. So as kind of a nod to all of that, the remake takes place in Milwaukee Ah. or actually just it just in Wisconsin. But I think they mentioned Milwaukee. And you look like Donald Logue. Is there something you want to tell me? Yes, I like to dress up as Santa Claus. I know it. I don't know what else to say about this movie. <laughs> I know. We've diverged so many times. It is like... Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 to try to build up the length of this. Right. And the thing is that, like, if we had watched Silent Night, Deadly Night, I don't think our episode would be much longer. No. No. All the the deaths are pretty brutal. A lot of beheadings. Mm-hmm. A lot of beheadings. I mean, he's an axe murderer. So uh, yeah, just take, mean, a, take a swing for the the neck and uh, just lop it off. I love. I did love the chase with Mother Superior. She was really putting up a fight. She was like, I'm not afraid of you. Come after me. Just come after me, Bricky. I love that she had a wheelchair for upstairs and a wheelchair for downstairs. <laughs> I noticed that, too. How did she get in between? We'll never know. Right. She can't walk, but she's got two wheelchairs. She just, and... like, slid down the banister or something. 
And then there was that like perfectly gory moment where she's just sitting there and the other nun was like, Mother Superior, Mother Superior. And she touches her and her head falls off. So he like chopped her head off and then perfectly placed it back on her her body. Or he sliced it so cleanly that That it just stayed there. Like a samurai. Yeah. I would say overall, not a great movie. (laughs) Uh, Fair. But also um, the best movie? I mean, we've watched the movies that are so bad they're good. This movie is just kind of bad. But I'm I, glad I watched it. Yes, of course. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely one of those movies that you got to watch with people, though, because you got to laugh. There's so yes. much to laugh at. And but sometimes it can't just be movie night. Sometimes right. it's garbage day. You've been listening to the Schlock and Roll Podcast, part of the Comic Book Noise Network.